This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit stoptextsstoprex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Warning. The SCP Foundation Audio Archive is classified. Access by unauthorized personnel is strictly prohibited. Perpetrators will be tracked, located, and detained. What a dummy. Item number SCP-1114 Object Class, Euclid Special Containment Procedures SCP-1114 is to be contained in a secured modular locker at Storage Site 12. This locker is to be placed within the perimeter of the compound, at least 75 meters from any other structure or outdoor area accessible to personnel and or SCPs. SCP-1114 is to be observed by a CCTV camera, the feed from which needs to be analyzed continually by optical image recognition software for potential changes to the SCP-1114's deformable faceplating. The camera and server running the software are to be connected to a backup power supply so that in the event of a power failure, continued surveillance is guaranteed. Weekly maintenance checks of both camera and server are to be executed by authorized technical staff. Description SCP-1114 is a Model SA Automotive Crash Test Dummy from the Hybrid 2 series as manufactured by between 19 and 19 a mark was discovered stamped into the underside of the SCP-1114's solid vinyl foot, identifying its production date as 19. Research into the company's history has not yielded any significant events around that time to account for SCP-1114's properties. Samples taken from SCP-1114 indicate it is constructed of materials appropriate for both the time period in which it was manufactured and for the model in question, a steel skeletal construct with aluminum and bronze joints covered in various solid vinyl skin and vinyl foam components. In its inactive state, SCP-1114 is for all intents and purposes a typical automotive frontal impact crash test dummy. Its anomalous properties manifest when a human being sustains a physical injury within a range of 50 meters from its current location. SCP-1114 then imprints on the subject, and its faceplating remolds itself to resemble the face of a subject. Any physical injury through external forces will then manifest only on SCP-1114. This has been proven to include blunt force trauma and puncture wounds of various levels of severity. Strikes with blunt or sharp implements will appear to bounce off a subject, but if the blow would have severed any part of a subject's body, it will sever a corresponding part on SCP-1114. 
However, tests have also demonstrated that while the damage itself is not applied to the subjects, the pain is. When trauma is induced, subjects exhibit behavioral patterns appropriate to a person receiving that trauma. This includes screaming, weeping, and on a physiological level, loss of consciousness. This effect has been observed to be reciprocal, with any damage done to SCP-1114 manifesting on the body of a subject imprinted on. When SCP-1114 is damaged, test subjects immediately develop the appropriate trauma and according sensations. If SCP-1114 is displaced by the injury caused, this movement does not appear to carry over to the subject. Damage done to SCP-1114 when in its inactive state does not seem to have an abnormal effect. Damage shows up and remains on SCP-1114 until it next activates. At that point, all damage disappears as described below. Once imprinting has occurred, SCP-1114 does not appear to imprint on another subject. This process does not seem to be reversible except by termination of a subject. Unless the test subject qualifies for continued existence as understood in guideline 1114-G-01, protocol Wanderlust is initiated. Upon unimprinting, SCP-1114's face plating reverts to its initial form and any and all damage to it instantly disappears. This includes previously severed parts reappearing, even if previously removed from the test site or destroyed. The method by which it reassembles itself is unknown at this time. If these events do not transpire within 30 minutes of a subject having been declared officially terminated, SCP-1114 is to be destroyed. Staff are to be alert for the appearance of remains on site. Addendum 1114-A-01 Recovery and Preliminary Containment Notes SCP-1114 was discovered on 2000 at Germany in the plant after it had been used in a safety test for the new model SUV. Foundation operatives were called in after sleeper agents within the plant made contact and reported the incident. A press release was sent out detailing an unfortunate industrial accident. Addendum 1114-A-02 Excerpts from Testing Log 1114-T Test Designation 1114-T-01 Name or Personal ID Dr. Test Subject 1 Common Chimpanzee Pantroglodytes 1 Short-Beaked Common Dolphin Delphinus Delphis 1 Chicken Gallus Gallus Domesticus Summary Goal to see whether SCP-1114 is able to imprint on other species. Transcript. All animals were sedated and strapped in place to secure ease of handling. A needle was inserted into the chimpanzee's left upper thigh. No change to SCP-1114's faceplating occurred within the period of 30 minutes following the initial injury, and the chimpanzee was taken back to its cell. A small cut was made in the dolphin's dorsal fin. No change to the SCP-1114's faceplating occurred within a period of 30 minutes following the initial injury, and the dolphin was taken back to its own tank. The chicken had one of its wings broken. 
no change to the SCP-1114's faceplating occurred within a period of 30 minutes following the initial injury, and the chicken was taken to the mess. Conclusion SCP-1114 does not seem to imprint on other species. Test Designation 1114-T-15 Name or Personnel ID Dr. Test Subject D-53466 Summary Goal To determine the extent of a relation between SCP-1114 and the test subject after imprinting. Transcript D-53466 was forcibly strapped in place in a high-backed chair by security staff present. A needle was then inserted in the subject's left upper thigh. The image recognition software registered a change to SCP-1114's faceplating after approximately five minutes. Dr. then instructed one of his security staff present to hit D-53466 over the head with his baton. D-53466 pleaded loudly, but was struck as instructed. No injury presented itself on subject's body, but SCP-1114 immediately developed a large dent in the area where D-53466's head had been struck. Subject did exhibit signs of distress after the blow, complaining of severe pain and repeatedly attempting to reach for his head. After this test, SCP-1114 was Remains were collected and disposed of as per regulations. Conclusion SCP-1114's imprinting on subject does not transfer feelings of pain to SCP-1114, only physical damage to subject's body. Test Designation 1114-T-53 Name or Personnel ID Dr. Test Subject D-92832 Summary Goal to determine how damage done to SCP-1114 affects test subjects. Transcript D-93832 was strapped down as per testing protocol. Subject was extremely apprehensive and agitated, requiring several security personnel to restrain him. Dr. left the room and returned with a sedative. After forceful application of said sedative and a small time spent waiting for it to take effect, Testing proceeded. A needle was then inserted in the subject's left upper thigh. A change to SCP-1114's faceplating was registered after approximately 3 minutes and 20 seconds. Security staff was then instructed to discharge his sidearm at the SCP-1114's head at point-blank range. D-93832 was allowed to recover from the effects of a sedative in his cell. Dr was returned to his next of kin in a closed casket. Conclusion Testing protocol needs revision. We need to very carefully match the faceplating against all personnel in the activation radius, not just test subjects. Thank you for listening. Intro music was from Punch Deck. You can find more at soundcloud.com slash punch deck. Level 2 patrons or higher can get early, ad-free episodes. Rating, reviewing, or sharing always helps. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Are you interested in helping to teach machines how real people speak? 
When creating voice systems, a large amount of voice data is needed. Oftentimes, large companies that have this information do not release it to the public. Mozilla's Common Voice is a project to help make voice recognition unbiased, open, and accessible to everyone. Donate your voice by reading short sentences or check the quality of other people's contributions. It's super simple and you don't even need a good microphone setup, perfect English, or anything like that. In fact, accents and any other languages you may speak will only improve recognition. Contribute your voice to hashtag Common Voice. Find out more at commonvoice.mozilla.org. That's Mozilla with two L's.